You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is ESPN Radio's Barton Hahn Podcast. Barton Hahn presented by Progressive Insurance. Aaron Judge back in the New York groove and a lot more green in his pocket. Over nine years, $360 million, a story that broke this morning and had everybody reacting. I wonder, though, Yankee fans rejoicing, celebrating, or just like, all right, we kept our guy. That's what you're supposed to do. Bart, Buster only had been talking to us about this Aaron Judge situation from all the way back in April when he turned down their initial offer and decided to play out the season better on himself, and he had himself a hell of a year. MVP, 62 home runs, which is the Yankee record, and then he gets himself the big contract. Buster only talking about what the Yankees knew they had to do. The Yankees completely surrendered. <laughs> Aaron Judge had more leverage that any player in the history of that franchise, more than Babe Ruth, more than Joe DiMaggio, more than Reggie Jackson, more than Derek Jeter, he turned down $213.5 million in the spring from the Yankees, bet on himself, and the final numbers, $360 million, which means that over the course of six, seven months, the Yankees increased their offer by about 70%. Bart, how do you, uh, how do you feel just as, a, as an athlete? seeing another athlete better than himself like this and make 70% more than the original offer. I mean, it doesn't always work out, but right. that's what happens when you able to offer your services to the market, right? And, and that's what happens when it's bidders. It's naturally going to go up. But when you have a um, generational, maybe arguably one of the best seasons, if not the best season in all the baseball history, then you're able to demand, make these type of demands. And you talk about bettering yourself. We always love when athletes bet on themselves. We watched Joe Flacco bet on himself when the Super Bowl get paid. We watched um, – uh, now we're watching Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Jackson who just got we're, hurt. Yeah, but we're trying to see, like, he can't hurt it. It's like it's not like he's going to go say, okay, well, now we're going to pay you Dak Prescott money. Yeah. You know, we watched Dak Prescott tear his leg up. So it's really, to me, it's not that big of a risk to go out and bet on yourself and – Sometimes athletes need that little motivation to kind of say, you know what, I'm going to show them. And I think that's what Aaron Judge did, and he put himself in a great position. Ultimately, he came back. Uh, and David came with a, that other call, like, oh, we could have got him for $300 million. Do you realize that another team offered him almost 400. a third more yeah. than what that offer would have been? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I mean. We, the, the, this, the idea, like I, what I don't want to hear is anybody saying you're going to regret this later. Like they have, you had to worry about the first four years or five years of this deal, not the last four. You had to worry about the immediate impact to the brand. You had to worry about all those things that it could have happened if you decided we're going to go cheap or we're going to, you know what? That might be your market value to other teams willing to pay more. We're not doing it. Go ahead and go to San Francisco or San Diego and go ahead and be great there. We're going to move on because that is a, a massive hole to fill in that lineup. And in that clubhouse, they had to do it like you heard Buster say. Had to. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's continue to get your calls on this and more. Scott in Texas. Go ahead, Scott. 
Yeah, I think uh, it was a good deal for New York. They got just what they needed. They just need to put more stuff around Judge so they can win a championship. I just and, wonder how much more, though, Scott, because they well, they were a team that was a machine until all the injuries started kicking in. Okay. And then they added a piece like a Harrison Bader, which when he got healthy, you realize, okay, this is what this guy brings. And then, you know. Can I, uh, can I, can I answer that? Go ahead. Cabrera, because they brought up. He played I understand well. It. I, I, I want to try to explain what, what that caller's, what I interpret that caller's right. trying to say. If you have Aaron Judge, and yes, if all the pieces around him stay healthy, you have a tremendous opportunity to maybe to win the championship, right? Mm-hmm. Seve doesn't get injured. Yeah. If Chapman doesn't start tripping, right? I'm already done but, with but, him. But how often does that happen? What that caller is saying, when you saying that, okay, you have this generational talent, this guy having this once-in-a-lifetime in a type of season, Yep. when you get to the trade deadline, you go all in. Oh, I agree on that part. You yes. push. That's what they're saying. Okay. Okay. Because you mean okay, load up. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, we want you to develop. Yes. And we want you to do all that. And be if the it's Yankees. Going, if it's going well, but then even if you think you got enough, add more. Yes. Be the Yankees, which is what I've been yelling about all along. Castillo like should have been a Yankee. Yes. Uh, see, that's the part where I'm right. The window right now is open for them to win a championship. Because if and you, you've got this guy back in the fold, happy, everything's great. So now that's what I agree with you on that part of it is that's the stay being the Yankees. Like, don't, don't now say, well, we just gave him all this money, so now we can't go find ourselves something better, or we can't eat yeah, Josh Donaldson yeah. just to get him out of here yeah. so we can improve a third. Oh, we're not doing that now because we gave him $40 million a year. Don't yeah, start yeah, playing yeah. that game don't, don't, you either all in or all out. That, exactly they, right. They, they're, that often, they're often on the margins. They're in between somewhere. They're 85% in, 15% Don't use this out. contract as the excuse for why you can't do other things. Could be. Because that is not the Yankee way. That is not. And that's not what you do when you give a guy this well, kind of contract. Well, that's not that's not everybody's going to start blaming Judge, and it's not right, his fault. Right. And that's not modern day sports. We just saw the the, the Rams say "f them pick." Yes, right. We see all every, in. We see every team that wins the championship usually made a major move and went all in at some point to say, "I recognize and identify that we we are close, and we're going to make sure that we can stack the deck." Georgia in L.A., Georgia. Yes, hi. Um. Thanks for having me, guys. I, I got to tell you, here I am living in Los Angeles. I'm probably the biggest Yankee fan in the world. And I've had to watch the Dodgers spend a lot of money yeah. over the last decade. Exactly. And and like 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 you just said, this is the Yankees. Come on. Hal needs to act like his dad. This is uh, this is the freaking Yankees. Let's go, guys. Uh, on, on that part of it, on that part of it, he has to be more like his fa- when people say, because I brought that up the other day, like if George were around, he would never let Verlander go to the Mets, right? Never would have let that happen because I can't lose a guy like that that I could have gotten. Well, God has been to killing me too, exactly. And so, it takes so much pressure. It took so much pressure. And on people Cole. said, well, if George was around, he would have made bad decisions because that's what he did. Blah blah blah. And it's like the point is, is that Hal Steinbrenner is is a good part of being physically responsible, a little bit smarter, a little less impulsive. That part's good, but you went way too far the other way. Still needs you aggressive. And yeah. they'll say, well, he was aggressive getting Garrett Cole. It's like once in a while. But there are times when you look at your group and think, yeah. we got to go all in right now. A chance to win that chip. It's important. And he's got to be a little more aggressive. Okay. And maybe this is the start of it. Can I use my Ravens? Yeah, of course. Right. So, so Patrick Queen was sitting right there, right? And he was a first-round draft pick. They was like, man, this guy, he's good, but he's not what we thought. Mm-hmm. So what did they do? They went out and traded for Raycron Smith. 
and all of a sudden Patrick Queen looks like a superstar. If you would have went out there and made a trade, or not even a trade, if you would have signed Verlander, it takes so much pressure off of Garrett Cole. Yes. Because guess what? Garrett Cole was in the Astros, but was he, was he the guy? No. He was, he was for, but, but, but it was Verlander with the guy. But there was a lot of, yes. There yeah, was, it was other guys that took so much pressure to be the sole ace, the sole guy, and the next guy behind every you. Every star Severino. Was at you like, you got to stop the bleeding. Every so Ver, star. Verlander would have force multiplied Severino. Yes. He would have force multiplied Nestor Cortez. Mm-hmm. And he would have took so much stress and pressure off of uh, Garrett Cole. Now, he's 40. Don't matter, and and that's a big number that they're giving him. Eighty was eighty six or over it's two, whatever two years. Whatever it is, two years. But, but well, it's a third vested year as well. But the thing is, is that I'm with you. It's sort of like we know, but this is just two years. We're all in, all in. Let's go. It's what he does, and to we'll the make other that people. money back if we win a championship. We'll make it. We'll make most of it or some of it back. But we're all in. You tell the world we're all in, and the Yankees haven't been all yeah. in since they won the last championship when oh. they went out and got a guy yeah. like CC Sabathia yeah. Yeah. and several others yeah. to share a, to help them win a championship. How does Golden State? Do it. I mean, I mean, they pay well, so drafted. much. They pay so much luxury tax that they could buy another stadium. Yeah, yeah. Well, they are, they are. But how's it working out for them? Once again, that's what it's about, because that's what fans expect from you as a brand like that. All right, coming up, let's talk to a man who is responsible for all of our nonsense. What we do on a daily basis. We'll discuss shortly, but first, do want to tell you about LinkedIn because these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small businesses. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Creating a free job post to LinkedIn Jobs is simple, easy. It takes just minutes, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash That's LinkedIn.com slash to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Spartan Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, ESPN Radio. We'll get back to your calls, Aaron Judge, the Von Miller injury, and several other things, but... We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles, and really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Bart and I have a job that we bought. It's not work. We come here, we yell at each other, we talk sports, we have a great time. Hey man, my wife's listening, don't say that. <laughs> so is our agent. <sighs> I'm tired, I'm so tired. <laughs> it's such hard work. 
But a man who started all this and many other things joins us right now, Jeff Smullyan. Is, is, that, is that right? Smullyan? Smullyan. Smullyan. Right. Joining us right now, uh, basically birthed Sports Talk Radio and several other things, of course, in this business. A book out now, Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, the ups and downs of and reinvention of an entrepreneur and chairman of the board of MS Communica- uh, Communications Corporation. Jeff, first of all, thank you. Because if not for you, I, I don't know, I'd still be a sports writer. Well, So let's start there. I started as a sports writer. Okay, college. there you go. Yeah, right? But, uh, you know, it was a labor of love. Nobody wanted to do it. We did it. Uh, I have a favorite saying in life. The line between being a genius and an idiot is very fine. Um, <laughs> I think and, we walk that every day. And I and when I put this on WFAN, mm-hmm. at a, you know, on the air. Oh, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> um, it. You know, I was an idiot. And then one day it took off and I became a genius. And then my next project was buying the Seattle Mariners and I was a genius. And then that didn't work so well and I became an idiot. So, you know, but we've had fun. Lots of fun. <laughs> we do it. We do this, of course, on a daily basis. The book tells... I guess all kinds of stories throughout the, the yeah. career that you have had and different things that you have built, as you said, from from idiot to genius and back and forth right. on this. Right. Um, what is the motivation? Is the book because again you lived just an amazing life, touched so many different things in the business, and felt like this story needs to be told? What, yeah, what inspired I, it? I think I'm kind of a lesson guy. I have three kids, and my youngest, I would drive her to school every day from kindergarten until she fired me when she got her driver's license. <laughs> and we would just talk about life and lessons. And she said, "Dad, nobody ever believed these stories. You got to write this down." So COVID came about. I wrote it. Mm-hmm. The next thing I knew, I had 300 pages. I sent it to a couple of friends, and they said, "You got a book." And um, so the next thing you knew, we got an agent, got a publisher, uh, and it's just been more fun than I've ever had. Just telling all the crazy stories, whether it was starting sports radio or the birth of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, hot ninety seven, right in New hot York, ninety seven, yeah. um, Power one hundred six in L A. Uh, and just all the, I was a U.S. ambassador, did a, a peace agreement between Israel and Palestine. So just all the crazy things. We got nationalized in Hungary. So just crazy, fun things in my life that have been, you know, very enjoyable. Now, whenever you started something new, yeah, um, like you said, it's a fine line between you know being a genius and an idiot, right? Uh, when you when you, what was some of the lessons that you learned that you applied to the other industries as you start something new? Because I'm I'm assuming starting anything new yep. is some of the same obstacles. It, there always are. And I, somebody asked me about being an entrepreneur. I said we're all entrepreneurs of our own lives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the most important thing I've been fortunate. I've been a, I've been fortunate enough to attract great people who work with me, been with me for many years. I think you get great people and you try to be rational uh, and we're very collaborative and throw stuff around. I joke that when we wanted to do fan, there was a manager's meeting and it got voted down. So uh, somebody said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, you can't lead where nobody will follow. Mm. And then a couple of my guys came in and said, look, it's a stupid idea, but we owe you one. So let's do the stupid thing. So it's, uh, but I think it, it's really having great people and building a culture that uh, everybody feels like they're empowered. So Jeff, when you what you mentioned so the WFAN in New York, which was the original sports right. talk radio of all all day sports right. talk radio station, it started, it spawned what now. There are stations all over the country, just right. strictly sports talk. What we do, of course, nationally, sports talk radio. That was a, a country music station, right? WHN? Yeah, it was WHN. It what, was what half did, country and it was half bands. I actually wanted to do the idea. I, I went to the University of Southern California, mm-hmm. um, which we don't talk much about last Friday night, but that's another story. <laughs> you and Keyshawn, right? <laughs> that's right. But uh, uh, I thought about the idea when I was at school, and we bought the Doubleday stations. The Doubledays owned the Mets at that time. And it was sort of the – we used to joke it was the largest country music station in America, which means it was like 30th in New York. <laughs> and um, – 
And it had, so it was half country, half the Mets. And I said, if we're ever going to do all sports, this is the place to do it. it. But what was it about sports talk? Like, was there something that inspired you to say, this could be something that we need? Because like, I know there were sports talk shows on radio. There were sports talk shows. But it wasn't all day all long. What yeah. made you feel? Was there something you heard that made you say, this could go all day, they'll have callers, this will be amazing? Because it matters to people. Yeah. And sports matters to people a lot. And I always say, as lo- as our lives get more complicated with all the crazy things in society, uh, sports is a great escape. It's a great place to really step back and, and find your passion and follow your teams. And we're all that way. And and it matters to us. It's, you know, it's a parallel with the ESPN, right? Nobody thought that it could be a TV station that Absolutely. talks about sports the entire time. 4-7. You know, and, you know, Really, any entertainment is about the personalities. Right. So how did you go about like developing your first early rosters? Like, Where did you grab these people from? Because I'm assuming that it wasn't a lot of money in being a full-time sports guy, so you had to get people that had expertise in different genres. We had people, actually some very famous people. Uh, Greg Gumbel is our first morning mm-hmm. guy. Uh, I was a kid. There's probably more people in the studio than listen to Greg our first six months. <laughs> uh, Jim Lampley was our midday guy. What we found is we needed to focus more on all the crazy things in New York. You know, you guys do the national brand, and ESPN is the national sports brand. But I think on a local basis, we found that when we really captured the hearts and minds of New Yorkers, we you know we then brought Don Imus on. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my favorite bits about Imus is he used to complain about sports, right? And at the end of his show every day, he said, this concludes the entertainment portion of today's radio. <laughs> That's right, the sign-off. And, and, and for the next 20 hours, you're going to hear mindless dribble <laughs> yeah. by, from idiotic sports fans. Yes. So if you want more entertainment, tune back in tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. <laughs> and then we put we put Mad Dog and, and Francesca yeah. together, and that obviously worked. And it just all came together. And all of a sudden, and now there's like 700 all-sports stations in America. It's amazing. Jeff Smolian joining us right now, the godfather of Sports Talk Radio, the reason why we're here doing what we do. And, okay, so I'll let you in on our secret. So Bart and I have been together for three years. Right. I've been in this business for 12. Right. And we started in New York. Right. On the New York station, 98.7 ESPN right. in New York. Then we were brought here to do it on a national level. Yeah. We in January are going back to New York because the station needs us. That's what they told us. We need to because we moved to a a national uh, national topics, and in New York they They prefer they want their local. It's amazing, a big city, but they're very small city when it comes to their teams. When you're yeah, when you're yeah, go ahead. Well, so my 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 question to you is this: Okay, you helped create FAN. Yep. ESPN New York is trying to beat FAN. Yeah. What do we do? That's interesting. I hate to say this. I'm the owner of that station. So that's another long story. <laughs> a little known secret. We still own 98.7, which I leased to my dear friend, Tron Keller, many years ago. Uh, I think the key is to capture New York. I think the key is to matter to people in New York. Um, you don't get a lot of, like, for example, today, you don't get a big signing where somebody, oh, no, wait, I guess you did have a big signing. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's dominating I mean, even this show, yes. Yeah, I mean, everybody wants to talk about Aaron Judge. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to, you know, and I think... You know, listen, when you're doing a national network, you can't have this kind of talent, seriously, in Omaha or Lincoln, Nebraska or Fort Wayne, Indiana. So there's a tremendous need for it. But when you're in a city like New York, um, there is the ability to attract the talent. And I think what they're saying to you guys is you guys have the talent and you Mm -hmm. guys can create uh, the kind of talk that will matter to New Yorkers. Is it as simple as that? Because the the feeling is – 
in New York that there are listeners that have told us over the years, yeah. I just grew up at FAN. Yeah. I always listen to it. Yeah. And it's like a habit yeah. where we as a station, ESPN has been, it's fairly new. It's two yeah. decades, as you know. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there, there has been success. And then, yeah. of course, that has gone away again. Yeah. Is it possible to just get people to change their habits that easily? Oh yeah, just based on hey, Bart and I are funnier. Just tell them that's right. I mean, I think they find they find the, the you know the personalities more compelling. They heard something they like more. You know, it's pretty much the way it is. Well, well you may not know, I was at the Death Star. Oh, is so, that right? Yeah, yeah. I oh, replaced yeah. Francesca. Francesca. Oh, is that? Yeah, oh, afternoon drive. I think I did know that, but yeah. my brain is so yeah. addled, I've forgotten yeah. it. Yeah. I'd e- like e- to forget it too. E- ESPN um, uh, kidnapped me, kidnapped me and brought me over here. Yeah, so that's why. <laughs> I mean, and you know, I mean, listen. Do I also know that now, 35 years later, there's a place for two big sports stations in a market like New York? Absolutely. And it's fun. It's fun. A lot of friends over there, a lot yeah. of respect for, for, yeah. for everybody over there. And I yeah. love the, the healthy competition. Yeah. And it's great to be able to come back to New York because if you compete and you're big in New York, it's just like being national. It really is. It, it, and again, it, and it matters a lot. And I think that's, listen, like I've always said, this is a simple business. Find people who are compelling and matter to other people. Mm-hmm. And it works. And do things also that attract people's attention, which is right. some of the things like Bart does a thing, Bart Stradamus, he does right. a voice, we do right. this whole thing, right. different bits. We've got this gong that yep. our listeners sent us, right. and we actually use that at certain times as well. Yep. And I know in, in your background that you have done things like this as well, and I need to know what Sweet Meat is all about. Sweet Meat, I'll tell you a quick story. Yeah, we've got time. Yeah, we so, do. So we bought St. Louis. Our third and fourth stations were St. Louis and Los Angeles. Los Angeles station became Power 106, which mm-hmm. became sort of the, the beginning of the, of the hip-hop radio, and then Hot 97 followed it. St. Louis was a station which was one of the first rock stations in America, one of the first two or three. When we bought it, it was probably had the greatest perception among its listeners, and it was reviled in the community. So everybody says nobody listens to Casey except what they used to call earth dogs or something, people living in their parents' basements who, <laughs> who are listening to the 12th cut on the Who album and who yeah. don't contribute to society. Right. So, and, and their mascot was Sweetmeat, and, and Sweetmeat was a pig from an album, and he was a pig who had a, a ring in his nose and a joint in his mouth. Yeah. And we used to say, we do listener focus groups, and they say, I love Sweetmeat. Then you talk to advertisers, and you say, I'm not buying time on a station with a pig. <laughs> They're horrified by it, right. So, so we said, all right, how do we do this? So we said we have to make sweet meat more contemporary. So he shaved off his beard, took the ring out of his <laughs> nose, got rid of the joint, and and really created a a character of sweet meat that, we, that was like a mascot who would go all around all over to St. Louis and go to hospitals and charity events. So we made sweet meat a good guy. We also had an ad campaign that said, I grew up listening to Casey, and they'd show a picture of before and after. And you'd show a woman who looked like she was, you know, on the road, living with the Grateful Dead. And then that was then. And then it was now she's a prominent surgeon or a guy who looked like he had blown up the federal building, and now he's the right. district attorney. So we said, I listened to Casey then. I listened to it now. So we contemporized the station. We also said, don't play the 13th cut on the Rolling Stones album. Play the hits. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing turned around. One of my favorite stories. Because we really re- repositioned it around that pig. And that pig is still around. And that's why you got to read this book. The book? Because hopefully it's all those type of stories. Yeah, there are a billion of them. Hopefully you'll read the book. And I always said, I think you'll learn a lot about the economics of radio and TV and sports. There's a lot of things that people don't realize. A lot of behind stuff. Behind it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I always said, somebody said, why is sports proliferated? I said, we've created a lot of billionaires. We've created a lot of rich people. And we've created a lot of compelling TV. And that's risen the values. But that's a 
10 second version, but it's just stories and the lessons I've learned. And hopefully the thing I'm proudest of, um, my neighbor who wrote one of the book jacket covers was uh, Andrew Luck. Andrew's my next door neighbor, believe it or not. And Andrew read an early version and he said, look, it makes me laugh out loud. So hopefully people who read it, uh, they can go to Amazon and buy it now. I'm, I haven't ever been a pitch man before. I'm doing that now. Yeah, yeah. But, you you know, and hopefully they'll read it and they'll laugh and they'll learn some important lessons. Love it. We're also helping you pitch it as well. Never ride a roller coaster upside down. The ups and downs and reinvention of an entrepreneur and chairman of the board. Jeff Smillian, this has been great. It's been educational. And uh, I would love to pick your brain more about what we can do starting Seriously. January because Seriously. we need to kick ass. Seriously. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Appreciate Thanks. the time. <laughs> we got the calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It's Bart and Han, ESPN Radio. Bart and Han. Aaron Judge and the Yankees. Nine years, $360 million. Now let me ask you this question, Yankees fans. Was it a smart move by the Yankees? He's going to be 40 at the end of that deal. He may have just had his best season. You know who forty? Oh, no. you know who? You know who's already forty or almost forty? I'm a man. I'm forty. That'd be Justin Verlander. Mm-hmm. And this is cr- crazy. I'm, I'm listen. And he's making more annually. But why? I mean, we talking Aaron Judge, and I've heard him on every outlet. I don't remember hearing Verlander like that. Where was the celebration? I don't. I don't like that. What celebration are you looking for? You You just brought in a guy that just won his, a Cy Young. Mm-hmm. And won a championship, right? And we making more noise noise about Aaron Judge, who coming back to the to the Yankees, who never goes anywhere. I kind of agree with you in a way. The Mets adding Justin Verlander with Max Scherzer that's bigger is a pretty big story. That is a huge story. And yet, why do you think nobody's talking about it? I don't know. I don't care. But don't give me that brand look and all that kind of stuff. This isn't the Knicks and the Mets and the Nets. I'm just saying. Listen, I'm just saying. Right. Why do you think All nobody's right. talking about it? We'll see. We'll, we'll see who's because we'll it's kind of like, eh, okay. You know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see who's. I mean, you get that? You we'll, get see that? we'll see. We'll see Joe, who's laughing in October. Hey, Joe Burrow, what do you think of Verlander going to the Mets? Yeah. Yeah. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news: ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com/slash/ESPNPods. That's Amazon.com/slash/ESPNPods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Okay. <laughs> what do you think about Judge coming back to the same team and having the same team that went absolutely nowhere? Yeah. Oh, what happened to the? Yeah, exactly. See, oh, God man. don't God don't like oh, here, ugly. Here. <laughs> yeah. How, how that's working out? Spartan Hall presented by Progressive Insurance. We all know the game isn't over till it's over. Next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts. Take your car into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride.
888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We get some more news from Barton Hunt Nation because Tessa in Jersey has hit us up on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Tessa. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for taking my call. Listen, Alan and Bart, you know I have some ideas, but the next time I call and I'm going to tell a producer so that nobody can't steal them because y'all need to stay exactly where you guys are. You guys are the perfect combination, your chemistry, everything. It's always about like a Sour Patch team, like a good guy and a villain. And you guys have that. You know, Bart is the villain most of the time. I'm the villain. But that's okay. <laughs> no, you are. You are. You are. I can't be a nice guy from the ghetto. Who said I'm from the suburbs? Bart, including me. <laughs> it's like everybody loves to argue with you, Bart, including me. But listen, you guys stay exactly. I'm not happy about you guys getting pulled off the um, but national Tessa, network. But Tessa, we're not going nowhere, okay. Tessa. But we're still, we're still here in New York. Know, we can still be heard around the you country. You deserve it, though. You deserve it, though. But it's okay. You know, now we're Thank selfish you. and we just get you to ourselves. That's okay, then. That's fine. Thank now you. I get through even easier. Go for it. Um, but the reason why nobody really talking about the Verlander thing is because everybody knows that the Mets are like, even though we don't, we haven't been winning either. They're like the little brothers to the Yankees and we're salty. Like, who wouldn't have wanted him? So that's why, Bart, nobody really talking about him. Like, we're mad who? you guys got him. needs to take. Cad bitch a little bit from his dad, not the negative, the positive. He needs to go all in. And that's why I really feel like we got to steal with Judge, number one, because I really feel like I knew he was never going 10. I knew it. But I feel like they told him, you know we need a pitcher. You know we're going to get this. We're going to build around. We're going to get some core players. Because Judge wants to win in New York. Just like David Cohn said earlier, he wants to win in New York. Mm-hmm. It's nothing like winning in the New York, New Jersey, metropolitan area. It's nothing like that. So that's why I think we got him. 360, we know for a fact two of the teams are trying to go 400. So I feel like everybody that's saying we overpaid, are you kidding me? We know for a fact two other teams are going to go 380, 400. So we got him for a still because he wants to be here. He wants to be here because he easily could have took that. But we do need another pitcher. Hands down, we need pitching because it always breaks down in October. It's like we're lights out, but for some reason when October hit, everybody arm go night-night. It's like, I don't know. And, of course, the bats go to sleep. It's, I mean, it's so such a long season. It, it takes picture. its toll. I, I think we, the we, issue we, is that, obviously, the depth, you know, like once a guy or two gets hurt, it has such a, a and heavy the, the, impact the, 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 pro- the, the problem is, in Thank my you, opinion, Tess, we love you. My, my opinion, Garrett Cole isn't the number one. He, he hasn't thrived with that type of pressure of being the ace. He has been. He's the third best pitcher in New York. Maybe. Because Nestor Cortez is pretty damn good. Well, come on. I mean, he, he's the best pitcher on the roster. It's, I think it's fair, though, if you want to put Scherzer and Verlander ahead of him. I think that's absolutely fair. I, I mean, mean last year you put the Grimes Scherzer. What I'm saying is, yeah, not everybody. It's fair only because of the performance, right? You can be a great player and a major contributor. You can be Scottie Pippen. And that's what I'm saying. When I see Garrett Cole, I see Scottie Pippen. I don't see Jordan. It's so much pressure to have to win. I don't know. He, listen, his spin rate. Two his years stuff, ago, he was pretty insane. Yeah, his stuff hasn't been the same since he came over here. His spin rate, his movement, ever since the spider tacky 3000 stuff, that it is, hasn't been the same. See, that's what I think. I think. I think that's the part that bothers me the most is that idea that once they eliminated the ability to use that. He's not dominant. He has been a much different pitcher, and that does make you – Worry. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We got a lot of calls to get to. Stacked back, ready to go. We'll get to them next. It's Bart and Han, ESPN Radio. Bart and Han. Alan Han, Bart Scott. Man, you see that view of uh, the East River, the bridge? You can't even see the damn bridge. It's a it's a foggy one. Look at that. Like a New mystery, York City like right now. Like a mystery machine. Like I need, I need her to say jinkies. 
You want to go jet skiing now? I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for you meddling kids. You want to? I'm a jet ski in this. Hell yeah. Look at that. They got to get a window. We got to get uh, wipers. I think they do have one, actually. Where's O'Reilly? We need O'Reilly Auto Parts. Send some wipers for our camera. Yes, yeah, Squeaky Blades. Right? Well, you can't even see the ships. And the ice rink that's set up that looks so great is like slush. Yeah, it's steaming, too. All right? Yeah. Not great. Man. But I would absolutely this take will be a jet snow. ski right now. This will be snow in a month. Told you. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, before you guys go, yeah. we might as well just take a spin in the rink. Well, I'd like to, but Bart never wants to stay after school. Bart goes on the first bus home every time. Bart's, Bart's, uh, Bart has to go to detention in order for him to stay in school. Yeah, exactly. Bart is never, he's the first, he's a first bus kid all the time. Got to get home. Like, he, were, you, were you a late bus? I was always a late bus kid. Always. Uh, Either I had practice or I was like, I got stuff to do. I practice too. The funny thing is, my daughter now wants to do that late bus thing all the time. She's like, I'm going to hang out at school. What are you going to do? Nothing. I'm like, get your ass home. You know like, no, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> like, you like know. I know what stay after school is about yeah, when you have nothing to do. Stay after school is like play trying, trying, and trying to play kissy kiss in uh, the back I room. Need, I didn't need that. Now, now you're really ruining it for didn't her. I didn't need that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Bart. <laughs> hey, they say yes, wait, 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 wait till my book come out. Uh, let's continue with the calls, um, the Aaron Judge stuff. Von Miller's the news with him, if you haven't heard, uh, it's a huge deal. I mean, he's ACL, out for the season. But he did have a message for fans. You'll hear that coming up uh, in the next hour. Let's go to Philip in New York. Philip? Hello. Thank you uh, so much for taking my call, and I love your show. You do a great job. Thank you. I want I want to talk about Aaron uh Aaron Judge, like mm-hmm. everyone else, mm-hmm. um, obviously it's a great signing. They have to, they had to get it back. But here's my uh, argument against it: when you put so much money in one player, it's harder to to improve other positions. The Yankees have a lot of work to do. So if you put all your money in Aaron Judge, how are you going to improve other positions like the bullpen help and uh, they can use help in left field and third base? Mm-hmm. So do you agree in putting in so much money to Aaron Judge and then not improve yeah, Phil- and have a harder time to improve other positions? Philip, the only reason why you would say it's a problem is if you had a hard salary cap. They do not. They have a luxury tax. It is something that as an owner you can choose to pay or not. It's, a, it's an area that you would be willing to go to or not. So they ha- they, they can pay for other players. They can bring back Andrew Benintendi and have him play left field they want. You know, they have the options, or center field too. I mean, you have Bader as well. Options are there. You can get what you need. It's not like the NFL where it's a hard cap, where if you put a ton of money, $50 million into Aaron Rodgers, now all of a sudden you can't really pay in other areas. That's why they love having quarterbacks on rookie deals because you can spend elsewhere and build up your team. But so, in baseball, you don't have that. Yeah. You have a soft cap. But where, where has all the, the help been like from the geek squad? Geek Squad always being quoted and used yep. everywhere else. How about who we need to go get and how their metrics work? Well, because that's, that hasn't that's worked why they got Bader. Bader. That's why they got Bader. Bader was part of the Geek Squad saying we're missing this element. He brings that element, and they and they brought him in. And once he was healthy, you kind of saw what they were talking about. But who's next? Because don't they don't have enough. Well, the Astros ain't going nowhere, man. Well, they they lost. And the Blue Jays, the Blue Jays losing Verlander is a big Listen, deal. Listen, they always got somebody in their bullpen. It feels like it, doesn't it? Like they always got somebody that just pushes what Alvarez, Alvarado, whatever his name is. It, it it does feel that way. Darren's in New York. What's up, Darren? Hey guys, 
Listen, we're, we're, we're big Mets and Yankee fans split up here in Albany, New York. But my question about Verlander is this. With his huge success in Houston, he had Maldonado as a catcher for many, many years. Mm-hmm. And to be successful, you need to have somebody steady. When he comes to New York, not only is he switching from the American League to the National League, who is he going to have? McCann? Maybe this Francisco Alvarez prospect? And now he's going to start, again, against the National League with somebody that he's not used to, I don't want to say comfortable with, but somebody he's not used to. And how is this going to now impact his success in the National League you know, that the Mets have And that was for. the thing with Cole, too. You know what, Darren? It was the same thing with Cole. And Cole eventually, like, he he, he didn't like Gary at all. And that was, that became a thing as they'll, well. They'll work it out. I mean, him I and mean, Scherzer, Scherzer had him, to do it, right. Right, him and Scherzer didn't, didn't struggle. Yeah. They'll figure McCann's it out. McCann's a good catcher. I mean, obviously Alvarez is somebody yeah, they're hoping Yeah, he's from Detroit. So, I, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, because for Verlander, you had, like, that comfort zone. I mean, I get that part of it, but... I don't know if it's uh, I don't I don't know if that's going to be that big of that, that big of an issue. Tony's in L.A. What's up, Tony? Hey, do you think they may want to trade Stanton to save some money for all these guys you guys are getting? Who's going to take? Who's him? going to take Stanton? He's always hurt. Yeah, we'll take him, Los Angeles. We want Stanton. We we'll trade you anything for Stanton. Dodgers. Do you, you think they may want to trade him? Yeah, I would listen. Uh, Stanton would love to go home. I'm sure he'll okay that. Stanton's like a Stanton's like the. Um, you my kid from through marriage type of thing. You my stepchild. You know what I mean? I can I can part ways with you a little bit. You know because he the people don't see him as a homegrown. He really hasn't had his Yankee moment. Yeah, it's fair. If but, they can get up out of that, and, a, a, and the crazy thing, he's been a good Yankee though. He's been, I know, and he's handled it so well here. And his money and his money's not crazy at no, this point. It, well, his money's cheap now this, compared this to right because and what you get people forget the Yankees aren't paying the full price for him. Yeah. They, that's the one thing they were able to work out. And we always forget. We always see the the contract. You know, spot track. You see the actual contract and you flip out. But when you realize the Yankees aren't aren't paying. Full boat on it. I think he's he's handled himself well here. When he has played, he's, he's been ca- a weapon. He's carried the team at times, too. At times he has. But, I mean, Tony's willing to give up. He said anything for him, for the Dodgers. Anything, Bart. Okay, we'll take Kershaw. <laughs> <laughs> but, honestly, like that's that, that's something. I don't know if that's a major issue, right? That, that, that part of it doesn't bother me. And he shows he can play the outfield effectively. He's not... Great, but he's not bad. He gets you through some games. You know what? I did want to play this real quick. He helps you against the Red Sox. I am curious to see, though. Do we have this one? Do we have time? We don't. We're not going to have time for this. I'm going to have to do this on the other side because there is one team. Now, we heard the Padres. We heard the Giants. Big spinning. All, like, made offers to Aaron Judge. But there's one team that apparently didn't make an offer that wasn't even in the conversation. Ah. Apparently. Why? With this one team that is willing to spend, oh, we got three eighty. Not try we got four hundred. We got to land Aaron Judge. Tampering. Who is that team? Let's discuss that. It's Barton Hahn, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn podcast. You can listen to the guys live weekdays at noon Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen and watch the guys on the ESPN app. This is the Barton Hahn podcast.